Hi, I'm Mark Tross. This is Greatest of All Christian Messages, Part 5. Messianic Message, Messiah, a priest after the order of Melchizedek. Psalm 110, verse 4, Hebrews 6, 20, 2, 17, 5, 6, 7, 17, and 21, Leviticus 16, 2, and Isaiah 45, 17. Thou art worthy, thou art worthy, thou art worthy, O Lord. The Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Psalm 110, verse 4. Whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, Yeshua, made it high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 20, chapter 2, verse 17, chapter 5, verse 6, chapter 17, verses 17 and 21. God has spoken and will not revoke or change what he has said and done. Yeshua Jesus is designated and recognized and saluted as a high priest forever after the manner with the rank arises and bears the likeness of Melchizedek. Now we have hope, a steadfast anchor of the soul. It cannot slip and it cannot break down under whoever steps out upon it. A hope that reaches farther and enters into the very certainty of the presence within the veil. Leviticus chapter 16, verse 2. Where Jesus, Yeshua, has entered in for us in advance, he became man so that he could be merciful, sympathetic, and faithful in the things related to God to make atonement and propitiation for people's sin. Yeshua, Jesus, was appointed and exalted of God. He reverenced God, had godly fear, piety, learned active special obedience, was made perfect in equipment. He became the author and source of eternal salvation to all those who give heed and obey him. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 17. We also are called, confirmed and addressed by God to be kings and priests in his kingdom. As God's chosen people, we should offer ourselves up willingly to his Holy Spirit power in the beauty of holiness and in holy array. Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Spring forth, for the Lord is at your right hand and will shatter the enemy in the day of his indignation. This Melchizedek, king of Salem, and priest of the Most High God, met Abraham as he returned from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. And Abraham gave him a tenth portion of all the spoil. He is primarily, as his name when translated indicates, king of righteousness, and then he is also king of Salem, which means king of peace. Yeshua Jesus, whose father is in heaven, the Ancient of Days is the Son of God and continues to be a priest without interruption and without successor. How great a personage was Melchizedek to receive the topmost, the pick of the heap of the spoils, a tenth from the patriarch Abraham. But Yeshua Jesus is the greatest of all. As children of Abraham, children of faith, we serve the King of Kings, the High Priest, the Prince of Peace, servant of the Most High God, the promise and the hope of Israel. This son of David, Son of God, 
is the king priest forever. Let us serve him well in the name of Yeshua Jesus. Acts chapter 4, verses 32 to 37. Unto thee, O Lord, Psalm 25, verses 1 to 4. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Show me thy way. Thy ways, O Lord, teach me thy paths. Thy paths, O Lord. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Now the company of believers was one heart and soul, and not one of them claimed that anything which he possessed was exclusively his own. But everything they had was in common, and for the use of all. And with great strength and ability and power, the apostles delivered their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. In great grace, loving kindness and favor and goodwill rested richly upon them. Nor was there a destitute or needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses proceeded to sell them, and one by one they brought, gave back the amount received from the sales, and laid it at the feet of the apostles. Then distribution was made according as anyone had need. Now Joseph, a Levite, a native of Cyprus, who was surnamed Barnabas by the apostles, special messengers, which interpreted means son of encouragement, sold the field which belonged to him and brought the sum of money and laid it at the feet of the apostles. Acts chapter 4, verse 32. Let me start off by saying we are all in good company here. Believers in Jesus as Lord and Savior of the world, of one heart and soul, his heart and soul, his plan and purpose according to his word, will and way. Not one of us claiming that anything we possess is exclusively ours, but everything we have is given to us by God, our Heavenly Father, and for the common use of all, to bring unity to the body of Christ, equip the saints for service in the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, and to fulfill His great commission, which is to go into all the world and preach the good news, the gospel of Christ Jesus, and God's love to every creature, all nations and peoples. This is our mandate, our mission, our vision, our goal, but it can only be accomplished in the strength of His Holy Spirit being active in and through each and every one of our lives, His abilities, His gifts, His talents, the testimony of Jesus, His love, the resurrection power of the Lord, and His great grace, His unmerited favor, which is his loving kindness and goodwill resting richly upon us all. My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. Have a need? Ask, believe, and receive. God is our provider. What was it that the rich young ruler lacked? Jesus said to him, and he says to us, Sell everything you have and give to the poor. Peter replied to the Lord, We have left everything for you. What have you given up for God that he gave his one and only begotten Son, Jesus, to die on the cross at Calvary for us in our sin, 
so that you and I can have eternal life in his name. What can we give back to God? What can we do for him? Nothing. And he asks for nothing but our life and love in return. Lay yourself down at the feet of Jesus. Offer yourself up as a living sacrifice to him and he will use you in ways to meet the needs of others that you could never have hoped or imagined to accomplish in your lifetime. He wants each one of us to be sons and daughters of encouragement to our other brothers and sisters in Jesus and to those who have not yet come to know him as Lord and Savior of their heart and soul. Sell whatever you have to sell. Give whatever you have to give. Bring whatever you have to bring the Lord and lay everything at his feet so that you too can be an apostle, a special messenger of his love to all in the name of Jesus. Old Testament message, pierce my ear, the door or doorpost. Pierce my ear, O Lord my God, lead me to your door this day, and I will serve no other God. Lord, I'm here to stay. You laid down your life for me, you have given all for me, and I will serve you eternally, a free man I'll never be. But if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go free. Then his master shall bring him to God, the judges. He shall bring him to the door or doorpost and shall pierce his ear with an awl. And he shall serve him for life. Exodus chapter 21, verses 5 and 6. How many here have a pierced ear? I do, and I'll leave it up to you whether that's a spiritual or physical piercing. This somewhat goes along with the circumcision question. If we are circumcised in the flesh, I am speaking of the law and being circumcised on the eighth day here, but not of the heart, then what good is it? None, because it is null and void of any true spiritual life or real significance. How can a woman be circumcised, or even a man, if he is the bride of Christ Jesus, other than in the spirit? God deals with us in the natural physical realm in which we live and not by might, not by power, but by his spirit that gets into the heart of the matter, our human flesh, and fills us to overflowing with his presence, his life and his love. I am certain that many of you, if not all, have skimmed over this portion of scripture without ever realizing the truth that is so deeply written within. Our Heavenly Father is laying down the law to Moses, which is just a shadow of the things to come in Christ Jesus, the Messiah and Anointed One. Jesus is our Jubilee, Leviticus chapter 25, verses 39 to 41. We who have been held captive by sin and death since the fall of mankind in the garden have been redeemed, bought back, purchased. Our debt has been paid in full by the work of Christ on the cross at Calvary. Once we were slaves to sin, but now we are free in Jesus. And he who the Son sets free is free indeed. As free as we are in him, Paul the Apostle says, we are to be bondservants of Christ by our own personal choice. Serve him out of our love for him and all he has accomplished on our behalf so that we could live a life of righteousness, right standing with God, communion and fellowship with our Heavenly Father 
always and forever into all eternity. Have you come to God? Jesus is the door by which we must enter in in order to be saved in the only way to the Father. He was pierced for our transgressions, shed his blood for our forgiveness of our sins, died in our stead, and rose from the grave to be seated at the right hand of God our Heavenly Father so that we could serve him for life. Has the Holy Spirit of God drawn you to God, to the door, and pierced your ear? Open my ears, Lord, so that I may hear your word, your voice, and help me to listen. Open our eyes so that we can see wonderful, marvelous things in your holy word. Help us to see the revelation of Jesus and the vision of his glory. Open our minds to give us your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding, and allow us to use the mind of Christ, which we have as believers according to his word, to the utmost of your abilities and ours, working in and through us by your Holy Spirit. If you love your life, you'll lose it. But if you love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, spirit, and strength, plainly say to him, I love you as my master. I am your beloved and you are mine. I am your son, daughter, your child, and I want to lose my life in you by serving you for life so that I can gain eternal life in your son, Jesus' precious name. Psalms and Proverbs. Enter in. Enter in. Enter in the place God has made. You can sing his praise as you enter in. Enter in the place God has made. You can speak his word as you enter in. Enter in the place God has made. Be not afraid as you enter in. Enter in the place God has made. Sit at his feet as you enter in. Enter in the place God has made. You can feel his love as you enter in. Enter in the place God has made. My heart was hot within me while I was musing the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue, Lord, make me to know my end and to appreciate the measure of my days, what it is. Let me know and realize how frail I am, how transient is my stay here. Psalm 39, verses 3 and 4. Good sense makes a man restrain his anger, and it is his glory to overlook a transgression or an offense. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11. John Wesley, founder of the Methodist Church, always spoke of the burning heart. Jesus says, Out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. James asks, Who can tame the tongue? In Psalm 39, a psalm of King David, written to the chief musician, for Jeduthun, founder of an official musical family, kind of like the Osmonds, or for those who are old enough to remember the King family, David says that he would take heed, guard his ways, would sin not with his tongue, and muzzle his mouth as was the bridle, while the wicked were before him. The word of God tells us that our life Truly, at its best, is merely a breath, and we walk around like a shadow in a pantomime. He who has the Son has life, but he who does not have the Son does not have life. Do you have the Holy Spirit of God living in you? 
the breath of life eternal. It is the Spirit of God that burns within, and our God is a consuming fire. He makes his angels, his special messengers, wings of fire. Does his Holy Spirit fire burn deep within your heart and soul? Like Isaiah the prophet, allow God to touch your tongue, your lips, with the burning coals from his altar, so that when you speak forth the things of God, they will burn deep into the heart and soul of others. God's word is written for you, so that you may know God, know that you have eternal life in Jesus' holy and precious name, his perfect and acceptable will, his way, and your end. The word of God tells us that our years are 70 or 80 at the most, and we are just passing through. But as we submit to God's leading, he will use us to the utmost of his abilities to reach the world we live in. Because as Jesus was and is on this earth, so are we. Though we are frail, in our weakness, he shows his strength. Rich, poor, slave, or free, you cannot teach people common sense. But good sense can be learned, and God gives us his wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in his word. Some will face the king's wrath and judgment, which is as terrifying as the roaring lion. But his favor, his grace is as refreshing as dew upon the grass. The lion shall lay down with the lamb, because the lion of the tribe of Judah, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, leads us into greener pastures and anoints our heads with his Holy Spirit oil. Life is a temporary assignment, and God has given us all the ministry of reconciliation to restore broken fellowship between God and mankind. So let us bring glory, praise, and honor to his holy name by overlooking others' transgressions or offenses, forgive and forget, bring healing, times of refreshing, and fulfill the Great Commission. Use restraint. Be angry about the things that are not of God, but sin not. Love God. Love one another as Christ Jesus has loved you and does love you each and every day. Let your light burn brightly. Know who you are in him, and the light of life will chase away the darkness and the reasons for us being here for such a time as this will make good sense to all nations and peoples in Jesus' name. Amen. Next time we'll be talking about a New Testament message, Satan the Tempter, out of Luke chapter 22, verses 31 to 32, Job chapter 1, verses 6 to 12, and Amos chapter 9, verse 9.